join me now on an epic adventure through tempests and seas to the world of the wildy wormwood and the shackled sea. The name be Patrick and the podcast be Dead Men Roll No Crits. Joining me on this barnacle fuel jag through cutlasses and corsairs are my four friends and players, Ajabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. How are you folks? Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Rebecca's trying to drown Wendy in a lagoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I am desperately trying to sort of muster up all the power and enthusiasm I can, but I am quite tired. I will tell you that. (laughs) Well, I am ready to break some laws because I'm having a couple claws. I'll tell you that. Oh, my. Uh, Who said you could (laughs) drink grog on the podcast? Are are lawful neutral characters allowed to drink White Claw (laughs) (laughs) on the Grogcast? Hey, I'm I'm pretty sure you can't say the name. I think those are chaotic, cool only. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, that's no. So unfortunate because I'm only I'm a chaotic failure. That's my alignment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a great start to the episode, Tyler. How are you? How about that? I'm dandy. I I know this is dumb. Like I, I do like that now. Uh, as I get older, I get more excited about dumb things, and I think dumb things are getting cooler and cooler. Like <laughs> this Friday, there's a tree on my neighbor's property that's getting cut down, and I am euphoric over the death of this tree. Okay. I hate this tree with a burning, burning passion. It drops so much garbage into my gutters and onto my lawn. It it makes the it makes the ground too acidic to grow anything. And now it will die and I will burn it with joy in my fireplace this winter. Best Christmas come early, birthday come early, whatever you want to call it. Yar. I wouldn't even make a sh- I wouldn't even make a ding I well, it's not true. I wouldn't make a dinghy out of this tree just so I could blow it full of holes and sink it. Mm. Just so you could give it like a Viking funeral. Exactly. Tyler loves. You know who you sound like? His dinghy. You no. sound like the little boy in the giving tree, right there, <laughs> abusing the tree and like, totally ungrateful. Tree. I'm gonna eat all the apples out of it. I yeah. never know. I ever cut it I down. I never know a man to hate a tree as much as Tyler hates a tree. I'm gonna this sit on this tree. This tree doesn't stump. get fruit. This tree doesn't get happiness. This tree. The only thing, listen. If this tree were to grow something. It would be hemorrhoids. That's oh, what gross. this tree Tyler. does. So there's there's paladins and there's antipaladins, and I guess the the opposite of a druid, a tree hugging druid, would be like a Tyler, a fire, <laughs> a fire I go- love alchemist trees. goblin. <laughs> I love trees. I, I I I go out of my way to go up to my parents' property and, and you just hug all to, the trees. I, I make sure to trim. I trim the the trees that have died, or I trim out slash so that trees can grow and be healthy. This tree does not want a, a, a nice, like, symbiotic <laughs> relationship or whatever with those around it. It just takes. It's like an abusive relationship. It takes the, and takes the and takes tree. and blames you <laughs> for all the problems. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've never had a conversation uh, at the beginning of an episode that made me want to play a game more than this one has. <laughs> Stop the comment. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11 of the TreeCast. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler and Tyler. Dead men love no trees. Um, guys, uh, uh, <laughs> Seth, especially, we've gone an entire episode 
with nary a, a single beating of our favorite lizard folk monk i think this might be the first one this this last episode i tried to cut you with the romadumi pirates and and slice you up but no beatings you know what's uh, great for whipping Oh. Whipping willow branches. Great tree. <laughs> love that tree. Perfect tree. It's a fantastic for tree. It's an amazing tree. I love that tree. Uh, Expect more tree puns throughout the episode. For... <laughs> yeah, there's no trees anywhere in sight. You're on the open ocean. Uh, let's dive back in the story, see if we can keep the not beatings continuing, Seth. You know what else has knots? Beautiful trees. Oh. <laughs> I, I just... It's true. I saw a tree the other day. The knot... I had to write a poem. Knots are also a sailing term. This is all coming together in a beautiful way that I was unintentional at the start of the show. I have a this knot a real... in my uh, stomach now, and it feels like an ulcer after this conversation. This is a real nautical podcast in several oh. ways. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. All right. So how about we just start this whole episode? Out? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I guess. When we last left off just after dawn, a few Hours after the celebration of the the taking of the man's promise finally winds down, the ship's bell on the Wormwood sounds calling all hands on deck. And that's where we last saw you all uh, coming up upon the crew of the man's promise. Ramadumi, men and women, from sailors to merchants to ship marines, all of them reduced to their skivvies, lined up on the starboard railing of the ship. At sword point from the likes of Jimothy Tippins and some of the other pirates here, and a very finely dressed, well-rested Captain Barnabas Harrigan walks down from the, the poop deck, his sword kind of lackadaisically at his side, in hand, and dressed uh, quite finely in, in his non-raiding attire. Uh, he, he begins by addressing the entire ship and, and saying, All right, you scurvy tars. You've done a good job by me. We've got a second ship now, and she's quite a prize from the looks of her. But I still only have one crew. So the plan is the Wormwood will sail on to our planned destination with our new shipmates here, while Mr. Plug will pick a skeleton crew to sail the man's promise to Port Peril. Well, she'll be worth a pretty penny as salvage. And as for these fine fellows here, his sword just kind of swinging errantly at the remainder of the man's promise crew, kind of almost poking one of them over the edge. Why, some of them will no doubt be worth a hefty ransom for their families back in Azir. And for the rest, if a life of a pirate's not for them, they can spend the rest of their lives at sea. With a flick of his wrist, Harrigan stabs one of the Ramadumi sailors through her midsection and in the same motion thrusts her overboard to the accompaniment of cheers and laughter from the Wormwood's crew. And you hear the waters thrash down below as the, the sharks circling underneath the ship rip this poor sailor to shreds in mere moments. As this unfortunate woman sinks beneath the waves, many of the remaining sailors on the deck here scramble to swear their loyalty to Captain Harrigan, though the officers maybe aren't so quick to jump off the, the railing there. They are eventually led below decks knowing that they would be safe until they would be able to be ransomed back, as I said, back to the, the company they work for or, or families in Ramadum. I don't think 
Hanta would be able to keep quiet <laughs> during that event. It's been five minutes. Tell me how. Tell me how you're gonna mess up the streaks. <laughs> I- I'm reestablishing the streak, Patrick. Mm-hmm. You broke the streak. Mm. All right. You you could have come up with some sort of reason for 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 Hanto to get whipped in the last episode. You could have done it. You didn't. <laughs> and suddenly, just, just, one of the Ramadumi sailors produces a whip. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't see it. <laughs> and also, the, the truest their attack bonus for some reason increases by like twelve. <laughs> Who knew? Um, but no, as uh, I mean, when when that poor woman is stabbed and and cast mm-hmm. aside, I think he would step aside and say, uh, "Her only offense was trying to make a true living." Who are you saying this to? To the captain. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you can you can try and get closer to him, but uh, you you would have to shout this from you know, maybe ten twenty feet away, as there is a a host of pirates between you. And All right, him, including officers. I think he would shout it, but I, it, whether the captain hears it or not, I think is probably up to you. Um, let's let it be up to the dice rolls. Okay, um, what's a what's a oh. shout roll? Do I roll for shout? Well, I think well, he would roll perception. It's mainly my perception check. But uh, why don't you why don't you make an intimidate <laughs> check or something of the like? Maybe S- something that Hanto is very good at. <laughs> Five. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh boy. <laughs> Obviously, like Harrigan is success. is already uh, <laughs> climbing back up to uh, to the main wheel, and uh, there are a number of of pirates you know, shouting and screaming at the rest of the soldiers as this is happening. But I think you see Barnabas Harrigan uh, maybe uh, slow his step for just a moment as as you're shouting. How he could hear you over the din of, of other sailors here, you do not know. But uh, he does just glance over his shoulder and you see a, you know, a single piercing eyeball. <laughs> uh glanced in your direction before he continues back up and you see him sheathe his sword and, and get back to planning the route of the Wormwood with his officers. I think Cassius would just maybe say to nobody in particular, uh, not shouting, I've never seen a man who wanted to die more than that lizard. <laughs> I think would Alaris just... would just like put her head in her hands like ugh, embarrassed on his behalf. You have no idea how many sailors lost their eyes because they facepalmed after they had a hook put on. <laughs> oh, no. Second most common accident after losing your hand and having a hook attached. Ah. <laughs> and, then they, and then they stagger around and then they break their leg and then they have to get a peg leg. It's all, you know. Oh, it's downhill from there. <laughs> so that's how they get. That's how they get. The in eye case patch. you're you're wondering at home, it goes hook hand, eye patch, eye patch, peg leg, peg leg, <laughs> in that order. <laughs> okay. Uh, the we'll famous s- double eye patch. Speaking of uh, peg legs, right? They have a, no. I'm thinking it has a peg leg here. Well, not Mr. Plug. Mr. Plug steps forward as uh, Captain Harrigan gets back to the ship's wheel and says to all the crew here, Listen up, you cretins, you donkey-faced ignoramuses. I'll be leading the man's promise back to the port. For sale as as its captain, and I will be picking the crew now. You have a quarter of the Thip's bell to grab your gear and make ready. We set sail immediately. 
He starts listing off names. And for the most part, it is a lot of the cruel, sadistic lot of the Wormwood, from the likes of Jimothy Tippins to Itchy Toe Gray. We're talking Bon Bon and Arturo Treacher and Rebecca, because I feel bad back when we had Jason Keeley on the show, uh, that Honto unceremoniously murdered Mutton Shop McGee in the Bilges. The last unnamed pirate here I'm giving to you to name. I have a name. Oh, boy. His name. It's a he- it could be whoever you want. You could be girl. Okay. Uh, his name is Pity Patterson. Oh, poor Pity. pitiful Pity. Pity. That's, Pity uh, Patterson. For someone who's a cruel, Patterson, that is a mean name. You have cruelly <laughs> given a cruel man a mean name. <laughs> Prepare to die to pity. Avast. Logging this in. Okay. You've been right. set upon by the fearsome Pity. Name's of- Captain Pity. First mate Pity. <laughs> Almost the entire crew, uh, except uh, officers, are called over to work on the man's promise. And you see Mr. Plug calling out your four names as well, delighting in pronouncing I thought this each was a skeleton syllable. crew. It is. It's taking everybody. It is. There's, there's still, I mean, basically dividing the crew of the man's promise, putting them on the wormwood and putting you guys over there. You know, crew that can be trusted. Uh, Tyler, I've played Sea of Thieves. You only need four men to run a galleon. I mean, come I on. know, right? Totally <laughs> legit. I mean, it's it's crazy. This ship, the Man's Promise, is actually larger than, in some respects, the the Wormwood. So there were there were a lot of sailors on that ship, and uh, there were m- most of the Marines who were guarding it uh, were exsanguinated or thrown overboard. Uh, over the last day. As, uh, Are you they, trying to say that the man's promise has a big butt? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think I was saying that at all. <laughs> but uh, but they <laughs> did have a huge crew. I cannot lie. No, no other captain can deny. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but yeah, almost everyone else uh, is called aboard the man's promise as well. So both friends and foes that you've made a- along the journey on the worm- Wormwood. And... Yeah. Um, most of the officers, like I said, though, are remaining. Ambrose Croup is coming over to the Man's Promise, but it does mean that we have to say goodbye. In particular, one of you has to say goodbye to Cutthroat Grok. In particular, Candoso, as she has grown attached in this last month or so aboard the Wormwood. To you, good sir. And uh, as you're you're readying your stuff and clearing out the... The, the kitchen here, uh, she's like, uh, me am cutthroat grok, and uh, I be missing you, human sparky man. I remember her being a little bit better at speaking than that. But yeah, wait, is this, is this fish guts or is it? Cut- oh, it's cutthroat, cutthroat grok. Uh, I offer her a uh, one portion of ration. Oh my. <laughs> Whoa, big so- spender. I know. I'm just. Uh, I'm just. I. I'm gonna miss her so bad. I say. Oh, we will find each other again on the seas. I know. The eye will grant us this. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, with with that, thank you for this half of a granola bar that you saved. <laughs> um, of course, <laughs> I didn't eat that specifically because I was going to give it to you, but now oh. you need to have it. And I give her a smooch and I take my leave. She puts the granola bar 
down uh, in her bodice and uh, and says, wait, something for you to remember me by. <gasps> and uh, she offers up a parting gift to you uh, of an item worth 10 gold pieces or less. Oh, wow. Hurt. You got upstaged in a huge way. Oh, well, uh, I feel bad about the... Do you like two rations? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other half of the granola bar that I have That's kept the here. other half of the granola bar. <laughs> Save the other half for when we reunite. That's right. We'll like, uh, touch them to get, like, like fit them together yeah, like puzzle pieces. That's what I'm imagining. Just two granola bars slowly... Ah, uh, yes. Make the granola bars kiss. Yep. That's how you find your true love out here on the shackled sea. <laughs> uh, first official ship of the podcast established by none other than a member of the podcast. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was Honto and Ichito Greg, right? Aren't they going to be the... Oh, oh yeah, that's, the a no. that's a big no. That's a big no, Captain. You should have named him. The ship was uh, Cassius and um, Rosie. See? Mm. Uh, if you want to pick this item out, Jabert, you can. Any single item, 10 GP or less. There's no leftovers. There's no uh, change that you get back. It is a single item. Or, if you want, I can give you one that uh, I think might be useful. I've got one all picked out. Um, Yeah, let's let's see what you have in mind. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So mm, yeah. Yes, well, I have special GM powers. Uh, it's worth more than 10 gold pieces. It is a single potion of water breathing. Ooh. You did pick the correct option, Jabert. I think I did. Yes, you can, you can have this boat or <laughs> this mystery box. It could be anything. <laughs> Even a potion of water breathing, which it is. All right, great. Uh, um, she says, I... you know, hey, don't be a hero if the ship goes down. Take this and stay alive on the ocean sea. Uh, I will, and I will return, probably. But anyway, gotta run. Okay, but yeah, you only have a half hour to pack up all your stuff and head on out. Indeed, as you guys do so, step aboard the man's promise. The first thing you are met with in the, the, the light of day here are the bloodstains of dozens of sailors and, and pirates who expired here on the main deck which has had a full 24 hours to dry in the sun. And as soon as you come aboard with your your sailor's sacks full of uh, all your belongings, Itchy Toe Greg drops a, a bucket and some scrub brushes in front of Honto and Cassius and says, It looks like you lot have got your work cut out for you over the next week or so. Captain Plug wants this ship to look like she's brand new. <laughs> if uh, Cassius will just look at him as like, my job wouldn't be this difficult if you were better at fighting, mate. I didn't drop a sing. I, I didn't spill a single drop of blood. <laughs> That's a lie, Haunter. You broke some noses, I'm sure. Non-lethal doesn't mean non-bloodied. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's true, but there's a reason why bare knuckle boxing is. A lot of internal. I'll give you this. A lot of internal bleeding. Well, there's a lot of internal bleeding, and also uh, I think I think Hanto spilled some of his blood. I'm gonna be honest mm. with you. Um, Candoso, if you try to walk away, Greg will try and put a hand on your shoulder and says, "Oh, where do you think you're going, mate? Uh, Plug says the ship won't be needing your services in the kitchen no more. You're gonna be scrubbing the decks as a swab with the rest of them. So, no, no she crab soup." No, 
whatever slop croup cooks up will be fine enough for the man's promise. Mm, I don't know. It's mostly, mostly, you know, chicken poop from that chicken he carries around. <laughs> so, but okay, that's fine. That, I, that, I, I suppose that is one prolific pooping chicken. <laughs> I'm just to saying, feed it, you ship like thirty pirates. He's actually a really good cook. He just feeds it all to the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> chicken just all gotta go you, through the chicken. You don't want to know what happens when you force feed a chicken that many mm. rations. It mm. is bad. <laughs> uh, why don't we start off taking a look at the man's promise? And you guys make me a perception check. Boop. Send us over there. Uh, okay. Switching ships. Sh- switching maps. Oh, boy. Oh, natural. 19 for Alaris. And lesser rolls from everybody else. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, quick description. The man's promise is indeed another three-masted. Huge sailing ship. 105 feet long. 30 foot wide. And let's see, as you're up in the rigging, Alaris, you get a good view from the side of the ship, maybe over the the back of the foredeck, and you notice that the ship's nameplate reading the man's promise is built on top of what looks like an older nameplate, and you can just barely make out like the tops and the bottoms of a, a few letters that look like the ship was named the Motley at one point. And with that perception check, even that is built over and another original nameplate you can't see at all. So this ship, from what you can tell as soon as you get on board, seems to have a, a storied history. It's a, a fairly an, an old sailing ship. Let's see. Does, the, does Alarius, d- I can't say my own name. Does Alarius uh, suppose that that means that it was stolen and that's why it would be renamed or is there another reason that a ship might be renamed? It could have been sold. It could have been stolen at some point in time. It could have been, um, you know, a gift or uh, there's a number of ways ships like this can, can change hands. Uh, you know, the man's promise uh, from, from what you gather was part of a, a Ramadumi trading company that um, a private enterprise that sent out a, a full ship worth of goods trying to make a lot of money selling them in ports to the south. Um, we can take a look at the ship here. This uh, this top deck has things that you guys basically notice. The, the, the aft deck, the stern castle, when you boarded during the, the takeover, the hostile takeover of the ship, the aft deck sits 10 feet above the main deck and the stern castle 10 feet above that um, right behind the mizzen mast and that's where we found the ship's wheel uh, there are a couple of ballista on the stern castle there's a few ship's boats one is a small cutter the other a a, a gig each hanging on the 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 gunwales for the aft deck here which hopefully you guys can all see in the art mm-hmm. and yeah the the first day is basically getting this thing back in operation so you're going to be up on the the in the ropes, um, Rebecca with Alaris getting the the rigging, I should say, all squared away. As you guys, the rest of you are scrubbing away at that main deck. Um, Sendara Quinn is actually going to go over to you, Alaris, and uh, and say why they are consolidating things rather quickly. 
They moved me and Rosie Cuswell into the officers' cabins, along with Master Scourge and all his toadies. I just thought that you and yours should know that they be keeping us close, perhaps to keep tabs on us here. I don't doubt it. Some of us had made a bit of trouble for good old Captain Plug. Oh, you think so? (laughs) Um, About halfway through the day, the sails of the Wormwood disappear over the the horizon. And uh, yeah, maybe that is the last you've ever seen of that ship now that you have you've got your new home on the man's promise if i know how to tell a story it's that we never see the wormwood again <laughs> i do like when things are introduced it, it goes missed forever right over the horizon <laughs> and immediately sinks never to be a, seen again a classic trope a classic trope what is this game of thrones writing nah, as man, uh, coming back <laughs> as the the first day closes out uh, Plug and Scourge gathers everyone on the top deck as, as the sun is setting on the man's promise. And Mr. Plug lets out another proclamation saying, Listen here, you curse. We are still under Bonabeth Harrigan's rules. But as your acting captain, things will be a great deal more strict on this crew. No more lollygagging. I am not sailing with land-loving scallywags any longer. Crucifs will be extended two extra hours, and failure to complete your task will incur punishment. Master Scourge steps forward. I no more me whippings either. If I catch you slacking, it's a taste of the cat of nine for you. And I won't stop until she's red with blood. Is that understood, you sea dogs? Peachy clear. And uh, a curt nod. <laughs> Punishments are upgraded to level two characters, basically, <laughs> at this point. As the uh, the man's promise uh, continues on, acting Captain Mr. Plug, First Mate Master Scourge, basically are telling you here, same rules, different ship. I guess new rules, stricter rules, maybe. <laughs> um, Mr. Plug will continue on and say, uh, there will be no more wrathens of rum at dusk. I need you all in tip-top shape in order to get this ship into harbor. Furthermore, anyone caught skulking about on the top deck after life out will be equipped with the cat six times or until near dead. Am I understood? Aye. Just get a good, good look at what uh, six cat of nine weapons are going to be like. Anyone with green scales for skin will be whipped <laughs> daily. Especially. Yeah, that's, you know, that's like 32 damage somewhere in there. That's that's probably a good <laughs> av- average. <laughs> that's fine, right? You guys probably have like 300 HP at this point, right? I have exactly <laughs> 32 hit points. Oh my God. Did I just roll up a, a, a perfect Aruxi amount? Plug will finish by saying... Uh, Oh, and uh, this evening I would like to host a dinner in the captain's quarters. Uh, Scourge, Greg, Timothy, Treacher, Bon. Uh, if you all would do me the honor. Uh, I've had Ambrose Croup cooking all day on a fine lobster bisque. They'll retreat into the captain's quarters for finery, the likes of which you all might have never tasted before. And then we bar the door shut. <laughs> it opens on the inside, so 
Um, Hang yeah. <laughs> You're just standing there hoping a piece of timber like, <laughs> Seven lashings with the cat of the nine for that. <laughs> uh, right. Well, that's yeah. exactly one more than my maximum hit points. Oh, no. So after the first day, I'm going to make you roll this first day for fun tasks, but I will say you are all tired to the point of near exhaustion. So not sure how many evening activities you have to do, but is there anything characters want to say to each other or anything you want to talk about here? It is a a bit of a change since you've been press ganged. Change of scenery, at least with a new ship. I think uh, Cassie address everyone, but he's staring at Honto. (laughs) Just so we're clear on the audience here. (laughs) He'll be like, I don't think this need be saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. We don't have many allies on this ship, and they're not be needing much excuse for them to lay thick the punishment of the cat. So I propose, I propose this to you. Stay out of trouble, and you have to go anywhere. Try to bring someone else amongst those we trust. Don't go it alone, lest you be caught down in the bilges with men with knives again, which ain't be something I would like to have to revisit. Last time it was, it was two pirates, so next time I'll send three. Ah, oh, it'd be for it'll be now it'll be a much harder encounter than it was <laughs> back when they had lax plans and they were operating under the nose of Barnabas. So be careful. Let's Talk see if to I can... those who you can and hopefully we can spread our influence as best we can here, but not expecting much. Uh I think uh Hanta would get the point and just kind of slowly nod at Cassius. In his head he's not decided if he's gonna follow the advice but he will acknowledge that it has been received. <laughs> uh, uh, Ken Doso is sitting sitting quietly, and then uh, when you're finished talking, we'll sort of stomp off, uh, muttering about how no rum is not not, not even fair. Burn this place to the ground, I swear. <laughs> I believe you have my rum ration. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can burn this... Man's promise to the ground. Yeah. If I knew we were going to lose our, if I knew we were going to lose our rum rations, uh, I think I would have bought a bottomless stein. Oh, no. oh yeah. By the way, Jabert, you've uh, been drinking rum rations for about three weeks. Just go ahead and roll me twenty fortitude saves. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been forgetting about so many of the fun rules here. Oh, so please don't roll them all individually. Just roll 20 d20. Oh my gosh. <laughs> odds are... Oh, oh, you were serious. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not joking. Od- odds are you, you will roll a single one and and we'll have a, a whole subplot of how you are addicted to rum rations. It's going to take a little while for all the hamsters to go out and get all those d20s. <laughs> oh, they got two natural ones. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, no. oh yeah, that, that second week. Uh, hits you you pretty hard here and typically not a problem if you you keep feeding the beast but you're gonna have to get some some rum in your system or start facing some uh some trimmings some uh, some shakes and you missed the obvious rhyme you gotta get some rum in your tum tum <laughs> there there is Very uh some advanced rules for addiction and things of that nature in the the Game Master's Guide for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And uh, this was actually a, a part of the the rum rations in the 1st Edition AP that uh, I've been thinking about converting to 2nd to Edition. The, some of these conditions 
yeah, it, it is is similar to to waking up and you know, feeling like you've not had enough rest, feeling irritable, things like that. So, mm. let that percolate in your mind to your your new life aboard the Man's Promise. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I think that fits. I am grumpy and irritable, and a uh, a whole a whole type of Candoso that is not typically seen. <laughs> Do you want to spend some time this first night seeing if anyone's got a, a a drop of the good stuff? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Just uh, feed the beast. Yeah, make me a diplomacy check. Oh, great. Hey, nineteen. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, you're already good friends with them, and he obviously did not leave the wormwood without a small cask of of rum. Uh, Ambrose Croup is more than willing to share his supply with you. It will not last as long as the huge barrels <laughs> that you had back on board the um, the wormwood. But yeah, it's like a you know. It's like this this large of a, a of a cask so okay maybe so a couple hook gallons with just enough to sort of sort of keep me keep me straight take the edge off bit. for now at least yeah mm. all right good good this this will uh this will keep this uh this tinder box nice and flame free <laughs> i'm not gonna burn this entire shit down <laughs> Uh, I mean, I prepped two burning hands, so <laughs> I'm just, just spitting on them, putting them out. All right. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Um, speaking of tomorrow, the next day starts. You guys are given your daily tasks, but uh, <laughs> as soon as you get to the top deck, Jimothy Tippins and a few of the others already have all your mops and and, and scrub brushes, and, and he says to you all, uh, Oh, you lads uh, seem to have drawn the short straw. Seems you'll be working in the bilges the next 14 hours or so. Itchy Toe Greg says, I have an itch in me toe telling me a storm's a-coming and that tomorrow you might draw that same short straw for the bilges. Mayhap the day after that, too. I'd get comfortable down there for you lot. (laughs) There's nothing but guffaws and laughter as you are exiled to the basement of the ship. Um, I'd be fine. I think oh, the bilges be the one place on the ship where your stench doesn't permeate everywhere. And uh, uh, well, that's <laughs> where I poop, so I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I think after after the taunting, Hanta will just kind of pointedly look at Ichito Greg and say, "You better hope you don't draw the same st- the straw the same time I do." Oh no! <laughs> oh, not gonna have any more toes to itch, are you? Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe his name is be Itchy Greg ankle because Greg, because that's all you'll have. <laughs> toe is <laughs> gone. Call, call him old no toes. <laughs> um, they are pushing you guys a little bit harder here on the man's promise with the shifts extended, which means the DCs for some of these roles are going to be a little more difficult. Which obviously means you all are given the worst jobs on the ship, perhaps things that you people have heard or seen that you dislike so Alaris while you might have been plugs star rigor you are you know putting in with these other lot and have been given the task of the the upper rigging work uh, very dangerous 50 feet up in the air requiring some climb checks difficult climb checks followed by sailing lore or dexterity checks this doesn't bode well. Let's okay. get that athletics going first. Did you Ooh, have the not good. climber's kit? Do I? I I thought I we think, found I one. Think I think yeah, yeah I think do. I have you that. Have yeah. 
Sure, sure. Um, so that that will give you a, a plus one bonus to this, which means yeah, it's not a critical fail in any, any way, shape, or form. It is a failure on that, so the speed, the alacrity at which you're able to climb, not up to snuff. Give me that lore sailing check as well. I have lore sailing. Dexterity check, a uh, base dexterity check for for your work is also fine. Right, dex is a 21. Nice. Already. So that is a success and not a critical success. So I'm going to say this is still a fail for the amount of work that you need to do over the course of this full day's shift. Uh, make me a con check as well or become fatigued from all this work. Ooh, that's a 12. It is a DC 12. So you've just, no, oh, DC okay. 8 for this one because normally there's not one here. So very, very simple one. Everyone else. Oh boy, we got some some fun time in the the villages and on the man's promise. Not as bad as the, um, I don't know, I guess not as dank as the wormwood, but it is like five feet of clearance. So when you're down there, you have to like stoop over the entire time. And it is is dank, it is moist, is very wet down there, and is a, a constant, constant work throughout the day. Uh, who wants to start us off with? Oh boy, a DC fourteen strength check. Oh boy! Oh come on! There's no like regular skill associated with this. Nope, it is just that. That's why this is the worst one. Oh, what hot garbage! Yeah, well, maybe you should have sucked up to Mister Plug for the last month. Hanto, <laughs> uh, you want to take that strength? Oh okay. my gosh! Cassius oh, succeeded. Yeah. Um, Seth, this is a DC fourteen strength check for the Bilges, man in the Bilges. Just oh no, Hanto! <laughs> it's one full episode of no beatings. Oh no! Ah, uh, Hey, if you gave me an athletics check, that would have succeeded. A 19 for Cassius. Uh, why don't the three of you please make me a constitution check as well? Now, this one is DC 12, or you become the deed. Oh, everyone's fine. So Look at you guys. Well. I'm just rolling well. That's it. We're, <laughs> rolling rocks. We're, we're back to these stat rolls instead of skill rolls. I see how it is. Brutal. <laughs> okay. I gotta say, I think because of the successes that your, your teammates have gotten here Honto might escape the whip because it's not like they're watching all of you right. I think it, uh, I think if we we fail a couple times maybe everyone gets uh, whipping but that night the only one getting the single cat of nine is Alaris believe it or not oh no uh, well I should say of the four of you maybe a ratline ratsburger and uh, a pity Patterson <laughs> pity. Uh, also get uh, a cat of the nines uh, six points of damage that night. Almost everyone on the ship is is too tired to uh, to gamble, to cavort too much. There's quiet, solemn finishing up of of dinner and rations and things like that. Uh, Sandara Quinn will will come down from the officers' decks to to check up on you all and and says, uh, "Why well, seems you lot are off to a bad start here? Thought you might be in for perhaps a." A nip of the the good stuff, uh, or some hot juicy goss, as they say. The hot juicy goss. Oh, the the goss uh, would be great. 
Like a spider's web? Just like it, Honto. If if any are not getting much in the way of an ear bending uh, up on the top sails, Alaris, or or down in the sh- the the ship's dungeons. Why? And she'll like kind of lean in conspiratorially to you all, make sure. Well, really, just to make sure that Scrimshaw Jack is nowhere nearby. And she says there'd be a rumor that Plug isn't heading back to Port Peril at all. He aims to take this ship for his own and mayhap become a a pirate proper captain. Stealing what's been stolen already, he understands. That was my worry, but the thought of the thought of Plug ever being a proper captain is laughable, cruel. She'll like kind of like motion over maybe Ambrose and, and Barefoot Sam's, and uh, Barefoot Sam's says, uh, "I've been tracking our heading all day. We we should be heading northeasterly towards Port Peril, mind, but seems we're we're heading east or southeast instead." Uh, why don't you guys, from from this information, anyone can make me a, a lore, geography, piracy, seas, ocean. Uh, uh, yeah, seas, ocean, skill Ooh. check. Tell me what you get. I got a fifteen in lore, sea, sixteen in ocean. I could roll you a fishing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You might know what is going on as well down that coastline as far as fishing, but. Uh, from from those checks, you seem to be heading towards a port known as Blood Cove on the edges of the Mwangi Expanse, uh, a port of pirate trade of of some notoriety. And if you offer up that bit of information, Sendara uh, will say, "I, I, Blood Cove, uh, figures as much. I imagine if Plug wants to fund his voyage, he'll he'll need to shed some weights." Lose some cargo in favor of gold. Methinks, though, that would mean your time aboard this vessel won't be too long for this world. You've made Plug ungodly angered, like, so I expect ye be sleeping with the bottom feeders, or perhaps sold into iron in Blood Cove. Maybe some fate worse than death that I cannot fathom. Indeed. Mm, This is most unacceptable. I think... We're going to have to devise a plan to where we're in charge of the ship when we make part. And we we kill them. Not. Whoa. Oh, so now you're down for killing pirates. Whoa, Honto. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> uh, as you're, you know, hushing one another, perhaps speaking in these low tones, Ambrose Croup is like hanging out nearby and maybe overhearing this rumor mongering just kind of solemnly says to himself and just says, oh, of course. Squibs. Hmm, squibs. And uh, Sindara will, will bring him over and ask what he's talking about. It's like, oh, a plug uh, might not be your uh, heading for Blood Cove. There's uh, why is this old gaffer on the slithering coast west of Blood Cove. Rickety Hake runs a port down there and been years since I've been that way. But Rickety Squibs, they calls it. Yeah. Once again, anyone with pirate lore or sailing lore go ahead and make me a skill check 24 oh my goodness uh you maybe with that you've even been here before or sailed past this port i might have tried to recruit some crew there because nobody will sail with him except the worst (laughs) regardless you definitely know what this place is and is known for a squibber is one who will refit a ship or squib it 
providing a new identity for ship's lines, its silhouette, you know, changes to the hull, the the um, the bowsprit, and the general appearance, making it unrecognizable to former owners. Anyone familiar with it? How boats are stolen and and not stolen back? I what Fishgut says is true, and it makes plenty bit of sense to want to turn the man's promise into something more fitting and unrecognizable from so that Harrigan couldn't tell it's it's shape design or colors from the distance. This is a nautical chop shop? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Rickety squibs. Um, Sindaro will continue on and says, you know, I, I never use the words lightly, but indeed, methinks it's time we start bandying about the M word. If you catch me drift. Uh, how many on, how many on the how many do you think of the crew might be willing to turn on our catonine friendly captain? I well unfortunately a lot of the crew here has some misguided loyalty, shall we say, to plug. And from from what I've I've heard he's been equipping them with whatever they want, coddling them as well. No weapons for most of them, I imagine. Even you strike before you're all in tip top shape things will more than likely go bad. Most of the crew will, will follow the captain's orders, even if they, they aren't particularly opposed to you, you all in theory, like they just don't want to back the wrong camel in the race, if and you catch me drift, lest they catch a beaten, if and you fail. You uh. start a ruckus, and you lot might be fine, trained fighters like you, you seem to be, but some of the rest of the folk here without magical knacks or our skills in fighting. Uh, well, those beyond plugs, bosom buddies might lose some friendlies on our side if 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 it if it gets to that. Well, we just have to show them what a what a real leader would look like, wouldn't we? I I think for now we need you all to do what you do best: persevere, plugs, punishments, and, and get ready for something to happen. Mind you, I'm I'm sorry, Hanto. We we can't just murder. Everyone can slaughter the lot of the ship. If in a, a storm hits or, or we're boarded by another ship and we're shorthanded on deck, this a ship this large is liable to, to capsize or they're liable to, to kill us, doom us all. I figure we need, bare minimum, 20 pairs of hands on the deck for a galleon this size, mind. But I'd, I'd prefer to, to sailor with a lot more. Uh, mind you, I think there's like 30 two or so on the ship right now. I I didn't accurately count. <laughs> I just pulled over as many of the uh, the icons as I could. There are smaller boats on the side. Aye, dinghies, but yeah, if we get hit by yeah, a storm can, while we're in a dinghy, we're dead. Yeah, we're we, can mutiny, we can mutiny and take over the dinghies. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if are, you're much smaller crews. If your aim is just to get away, the, uh, the gig, I think, can would be like max of eight people and the uh, the cutter maybe 12 someone there so so we have to do a reality show to figure out who gets to go on the gig with us <laughs> yeah <laughs> scrimshaw jack is just like hanging on the side of the boat <laughs> like take me take me boy it's me scrimshaw jack <laughs> what i <over> there <laughs> if you forgot about me this is what i was on one so it seems to me that we need to sow some discord among the crew and and Convince them quietly of Plug's uh, ineptitude, unfitness. Yeah, as a leader, um, 
And I'm wondering who among us or who among the crew uh, outside of our group might have the most influence that we should target. Well, I will say there, besides the pirates that we have named, that were unnamed at the beginning of the, the adventure, your Bon Bonnets and Itchy Toe Gregs, there are still some pirates that you haven't had too many interactions with and, and ones that you've not influenced um, diplomatically over kind of to your your side, the, the cool gang of the the uh, the man's promise, nay, Wormwood. Um, I've got them, uh, a lot of them here. And uh, once again, most of these we can do off air, but do, do you want to like test the waters and talk to one of them here and now? Sure. So I've got, uh, I think I've got five different pirates that you've not talked to here and I've, i tried to grab some art that is indicative of what they look like we've got a I believe a female gnome a half orc man human man a dwarf guy a female maybe half elf woman i forget can i use athletics to try and talk to somebody definitely <laughs> just <laughs> showing them to the showing them the gun show no that just would be like up, the, just the language of dance <laughs> It'd be performance, right? <laughs> it, it's a a ground routine, an acrobatics ground routine. I guess that would still be acrobatics. Just like, look, look at how many push-ups I can do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you think Plug can do this many push-ups? <laughs> you could have been a bard, Seth. <laughs> you could have been good at diplomacy. Uh, yeah, well, uh, pick pick one, uh, and, and we'll, we'll talk it out if you have any questions or, or what have you. Do, do you want to try... Uh, uh, Jabert or Cassius, aka yeah, I mean Cassius is always to, to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I am not technically good at diplomacy. I was only good at it because of the booze. So, <laughs> well, hey, you still got an alchemical bonus. You get still got rum rations right now. Oh, uh, who who do you want to talk to? I don't have terrible diplomacy, by the way, and also I am. What is, I have courtly graces. I keep hoping that will do me some good, but that allows me to pretend that I'm noble. Yeah, you picked the wrong AP. <laughs> so far, there's not too many nobles. You don't like pirates. nobles in piracy? Okay. Go, uh, go ahead and, and pick one here. All right, I'll pick this orc. Half orc, yeah. Half orc. Yeah. Uh, you have you know him by name. Maybe you've not talked to him before. This is Jaundice Jape. Jaundice Jape. Yeah, okay, pretty, pretty rough looking man of... Uh, of orcish heritage who uh, uh is, pretty tired and is he come up he to jaundiced him. he's just got kind of a, a yellowish green complexion hence the perhaps cruel moniker mm, i see oh you won't can do so um mr jeep uh how's it hang oh this isn't going well look here uh who gave you that name there jeep Oh, why, it was Master Scourge over a year ago. Oh, well, has Master Scourge ever seen to your health condition? He ain't ever laid a hand on me. I saw that. Ah, ha, A brave man, a good a good man. A man after my own heart, I see. What do you want, Candozo? I'm telling you uh, that... Uh, I don't believe he gave you that name because of a real medical condition. I'm telling you, I believe that Master Scourge is a, uh, uh, a real jerk, I say. A oh, jerk I indeed. 
You're not telling mm. me something I don't know. Mm. Well, perhaps I could cure your jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't jaundice is just a color on my skin. You can try to give me that. a new a new nickname that that rhymes or goes with jape. My real name. Oh, green grape jape. <laughs> what? Green How did grape you come jape. up with something more racist than his already okay. racist nickname? Oh, you just went to the top of your head. I was going to give you a bonus if you came up with a oh. good one, but no bonus. Make me that diplomacy check. <laughs> oh, damn it. If there's no bonus, it's also known as a no-ness. A no-ness. Yeah, no, no, no. But I got that alchemical bonus, don't I? Yeah, you can't roll it. A, <laughs> like a six on a D4. <laughs> don't worry about it. Chipper. You've rolled a 15 here, and unfortunately, with no nickname bonus... That will not be enough. Wait, wait, wait. Green grape jape isn't good enough? I can, please, no. Wait, I can, I can come up with a better one. Hang on, hang on. I, I got a better one. I got a better one. <laughs> you, you well, you'll have moment. 24 hours in-game if you want to try again and like a whole week out of game oh, <laughs> to, to maybe good. think of another one. Uh, but yeah, if, if you have a question or something you want to broach with him, you can over like the next day as well, along with these these other pirates, which most of which we're going to do off air. I like to think that uh, that Jape just like crosses his arms and starts shaking his head, and Honto, whose skin is also largely green, also comes in from <laughs> off screen, just crossing his arms and shaking his head. <laughs> just like just like okay, like the camera pans over and they're and they're standing next to each other. Yeah, a classic Jim stares into the camera look. Exactly. <laughs> oh, 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 what are you looking at, green grape Honto? <laughs> I, I like to think that. Jipper just has some grapes on his desk somewhere, and he was like looking around, like, Great grape. The next day, Candoso, uh, shaking off the the hangover, perhaps of of getting your your fill of rum with with Ambrose Croup. You realize what you said about the green grape, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> that was a real wake up call, and my <laughs> rock bottoming out. No, the next day, as you're finishing up your you're swabbing of the bilges, maybe taking a rest, grabbing a, a cup of water, uh, eating dinner that night. Uh, some tasteless mush and, and hardtack, something Ambrose Croup has just kind of thrown together. Uh, you weird into a, a colorful island bird passing far off, perhaps on some small islet you see in the distance. And you see the, the leaves of the trees here upturned and a, a wicked wind blowing over the surface. And you feel it in your bones. A sea storm is approaching. Um, this next day, let's uh, let's let's do some more fun job rolls. Everyone, this is everyone's what they tune into for this podcast for upper rigging work. Alaris, some more of it. Yes, same thing as last time. Or do I roll same a d six or something? Time check first. All right, so athletics. Mm-hmm. It's a twenty three this time. 19 on the die. Does that include your your climbing bonus? You did have the climber's kit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have it in my inventory, but I remember talking about it. Yeah, right. we, we put it in we put it into your inventory over on the the pirate's booty. <laughs> I, I imagine I just don't have it on my sheet. Really the only one that would have 
any use of it because you're up in the rigging. Okay, well, I, I I asked that because a 23 is great, but a 24 is better because that is a critical success. Hey. Might might save you here if you mess up the 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 line work. Uh, go ahead and make that dexterity check as well. Yeah, Ooh, good. Not great. Yeah, but that's a ten. Yeah, you needed that because uh, that that is a fail, but your critical success. I'm going to say evens it out. Make me a con check as well. And oh, Laris has a great 18? third day here on the ship. Oh boy, just really getting used to this pirate thing. <laughs> All the Rissia, make me that strength check. DC 14. Ooh, Cassius. Oh, Cassius. Come on, it's got to be close to a critical success. <laughs> no, it's DC 14. I just said it. Oh, you're okay. the 21. Oh, you're right. I, I knew that. Oh, we got 15. <laughs> we got successes from Honto and Jabert. So no beatens that day, but make me that con as well. Oh. Ooh, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. That is a critical fail. Tyler, you're going straight into fatigued that evening. Oh, wait, everyone failed. We got an 11 and a 10 as well. Everyone's fatigued down there in the bilges after your second full day of pumping. And Tyler, I'm going to say you're just going to go ahead and go to the next stage. What did I what did I set that as? Forget. It's been so long since we've done these fun jobs. Fatigue too? Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't have the number. Uh, you're going to Enfeebled 1, which now starts giving negatives to, you know, strength rolls and things like that. Oh, good. Attacks. Is Fatigue 2 like any, anything like Despacito 2? <laughs> it is very similar in that they're both extremely disappointing. <laughs> Tyler, uh, one, one of the things you can do instead of trying to influence that that night is to go like straight to bed to knock off one of the conditions. So you're going to wake up the next day, just fatigued. Unless you guys, unless you guys have other magical ways there of, of getting rid of that. So what if I don't go straight to bed, then I would wake up enfeebled. It is possible. Yes. And we know the storm's coming. Well, that's what Candoso feels this day. Oh, I feel no. it in my fingers. I feel it in uh, my toes. <laughs> you know, he, he, Cassius trusts his storm druid. He really wants to try and, you know, honey up some of the other pirates. But if there's a storm coming, he also knows that he can't be, you know, this exhausted trying to work line or whatever in a storm. So he will go to bed early, I guess. Good, 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 good. I guess the next morning, indeed, you wake up to terrain pattering on the deck above you as a a blustery storm that morning hits the man's promise in the early hours as you start on your tasks. The the main bell on the the top deck here rings out as you are all called to to work on the top deck. I find Jaundice Jape and I run up and I say, in shape, Jape. I mean, I guess I gotta give you two two misses in a row. It's gotta be a a, a penalty to, at this point. <laughs> in shape, shape. I mean, he is. You know, he works on his core. He's I'm not just saying. Deny look, that. look, that's that's a beeftastic man right there. Ship shape, shape. Wait, ship I can't shape. help you. <laughs> I would have taken that in a heartbeat, but now that you said it, Seth, nope, it can't it can't be used. <laughs> It is at least body positive, right? I mean, as a jaundice shape. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. Ship shape shape, so good. <laughs> um, that that day as the storm kind of picks up, powerful winds, incredible force is blowing across the ship, making 
moving just, you know, five, ten feet, requiring like an athletics check to not get blown down and, and rolled over. Oh. And those same winds, that same squall is, uh, you can tell driving the man's promise off course. So like it was an easterly heading and it immediately is like turned southwest. And in order for those main masts not to snap, every hand on deck has had to scramble in the sea foam and the sheets of rain to get the, the, the sails under control. Uh, the ship is huge, but it's still tossed about on these high seas. Uh, as you guys get to work in the rigging and about halfway through the day, it seems maybe like a for a moment, the storm is embedding as you guys get to work. There's a, a few bright silver linings in, in the clouds above where you see sunrays trying to, to peek down below. Uh, but not a quarter of an hour later, the storm kind of redoubles and day turns to night as the clouds just um, blot out the sun. And through the darkness here, you see the, the great danger the man's promises in as these huge splotches of formless shapes and, and gray forms beneath the water appear on the, the sides of the vessels. There are sandbars and coral reefs where you're being thrown about. They just they're like sprouting up like here and there and you see Mr. Plug trying his best to avoid them turning the ship to and fro as it is like a, this huge slow behemoth among the, the waves. You feel the, the ship scraping and dinging along the way. Um, let, we'll, we'll roll the, the rigging tasks randomly this day. Uh, everyone can roll a, a D6 and we will see what your job is. Everyone can roll a d6, but will we roll a d6? Yes, because I don't want to sink and die. Oh boy, everyone's okay. got a different job. We'll go. We'll go in, in order here. Alaris, uh, they get you out of the upper rigging and put you on line work um, on the deck. Hard work hoisting, lowering the sails here. Make me a dexterity check. Who made that call? Me. It's a nineteen. A success. Make me a constitution. 14. Oh, uh, success. Oh, boy. She has officially done better than Hanto, like, more than half of the time he has done this role. <laughs> so. Mind over matter. I like being a pirate. Arr. Uh, <laughs> next, we've got... <laughs> wow, get destroyed. <laughs> uh, working Frequently. The, sh the ship's ropes, coiling, stowing, securing them against the storm, um, tying up huge cleats on the side of the vessel, and... Uh, Making making knots with uh, a sailing lure or dexterity check, Candoso. Uh, it's for you. You said dexterity or sailing lore. Or sailing lore. Boy, howdy. <sighs> Your knowledge of the seas won't help you tie in a knot. <laughs> All right. Dexterity it is. Dookie. Oh, it's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, next up, Cassius five on d6 uh you are required to to climb up to the crow's nest for hours at a time 60 feet up requiring boy dc 12 acrobatics checks good roll that's a good call you just oh, natural one you're the worst pirate ever <laughs> the the worst pirate i've never heard of i want to use my book reroll <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to wait until level three to to institute the 
hero point system, which would give you give you some rerolls. But uh, I'm still going to do that. I'm going to wait till <laughs> uh, or level three, I should say. Uh, that is a fail, but you can make up for it, Tyler. Right now, the second check required to be a good lookout is a perception check. You get a critical success on this. No weapon. If I get a critical success on yeah. it, I'm get another one. DC 12, so pretty easy. Oh, I did get a critical Boy, howdy, 17 so, on the dice, yeah. Cassie's there you like, go. I would prefer consistency over this <laughs> tumultuous nature of roles you have going for you, but sure. Oh, he, he falls He falls on the way up to the, to, the, to, the, to the crow's nest, but while he's upside down, he has the perfect angle <laughs> to see this. Everything yeah, looks kinda, like it's Australia. Yeah, it's the task failed successfully meme. Um, last but not least, Honto, you've got mainsail duties. Tough work raising, lowering the mainsail. This is DC-12 sailing lure or a strength check. I think I know what you're doing. I think I know where you're going hey. here. Strength check is a success. Are you going to whip me now, Patrick? <laughs> no, but uh, you three, uh, Kendoso, Cassius, Hanto, also make me another constitution roll. Good, good. Failure, failure. What you got, Hanto? Well, Hanto rolled a, a 14. Oh, that's actually a success. Hey. Cassius and Kendoso, uh, yeah, if you were just fatigued, I'd be going to Enfeebled 1 at this point. So Cassius is back at Enfeebled? Yeah! Enfeebled 1 is just... Oh, you take a penalty value to strength-based rolls and DCs, including melee attack rolls, strength-based damage rolls, and athletics checks. Basically, things that never come up in this game, right? <laughs> um, as you guys are fighting off fatigue... Uh, before that night's whippings, completing your tasks, why don't you guys give me another perception check? Um, as you're working on the, the top deck here, Alaris, the storm raging around you, you can hear uh, Badger Medlar behind you also running lines, maybe like 20 feet to your side on, on the main deck. And, and you hear you know her just shouting uh, an old Aviston drinking song into the waves at nobody in particular and as she is about to build the third verse in a very body song uh, she falls silent as you turn kind of looking uh, to where she was coiling the, the line here kind of feeding it up uh, where she was standing a moment ago she is gone uh, you just see the line kind of snagged on a, a hook where she was standing that doesn't bode well yeah what would you um, like to do Tyler, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't Tyler, know. Tyler's I, doing I, some... I'm gesticulating with hands. There's a thing you say in this moment. It's fun. There's a thing I say? Yeah, there's not, like not you. Really Pirates say, say it. People, people yeah. on boats say it yeah. when somebody falls off a ship. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, this... oh, man overboard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Woman overboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, person, so. individual, or overboard. I assume, yeah, it's twenty twenty. It's person overboard these days. I don't know where. I don't know where this person went. She just disappeared, right? I guess yeah. I could presume she went overboard. <laughs> I think, I think person presumed overboard. <laughs> person <laughs> vanished. 
Yeah, so, so it might be overboard oh, or just in there. There's magic in this camping. world, okay? Badger, Medlar, you guys can head to the starboard side of the, the ship, and all you see down below in the waves just inky darkness, the the roiling of, of the wake, the, the, the white peaks and, and crests of the, the waves. Um, if she's down there, she is not floating in the water. But it's at the same time, Jabert, you see a flash of something behind you. As soon as you turn the other side of the ship, you hear a woman's voice, a short shout, just a, a, a muffled scream. It seems like where someone else perhaps was standing a moment ago, they are gone. Uh, uh, how, how far can you see with your, your storm sight? Um, it basically just storms don't affect, mm-hmm. don't like affect my vision. Sure. But so, so in the darkness here, perhaps just for a moment, you see something else where this, this scream sounded out what looks like a, a scaly clawed hand on the, the side of the ship. Fishman attack! Oh yeah, we are in initiative turn order, and we are using these rolls right here to pop you oh, into great. the turn. <laughs> I should have known it was an initiative roll when I rolled like Dookie. Well, don't worry, <laughs> because unless you rolled like a 20-something like one of you did, or you have the ability to see through a storm... Um, this storm is imparting an extremely huge negative to, to being able to see what is happening here. And I'm going to roll. Okay, so I've rolled initiative for our new friends. And they're actually going to start us off by, well, I should say one of them. As soon as he pops up on the, the other side of the deck. You get a good look through the storm, um, Candoso, and you get to, to start us off in combat here. That's what looks like. Oh boy, on the on the the port side of the sh- ship here, uh, a shark toothed goblin like creature, goblin on top with bluish skin. Their bottom half, a mass of of writhing tentacles, pops up on on the deck here. A crude spear. Goblin on top. looking spear in their hand. Yeah, goblin on top, uh, party on the bottom. Yeah, you know them well. Uh, let, let's, let me show you what the, the art looks like for these guys. Oop. Oh, oh man. Boy. Actually, it's pretty... It's actually kind of cute in a weird... It's like an octagoblin. Yeah. I like yeah. it. It's, yeah, like the, the goblins yeah, in Pathfinder needed to look more shark-like with it's their... A, it's yeah. a shark-hoglin. Uh, yeah, can I make a... Can I make a... A check to identify this guy? Well, you can try the lore required. Like, would survival work? This is one thing I did not look up beforehand. Imagine the Oh, wait. I don't know the... Nature? I went cultism? You know, I Uh, leaned into the nature and survival, and then I ended up on a boat. You know, (laughs) silly choices you make when you make a character. Uh, These are actually aberrations. Athletics? Well, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> athletics, yeah. <laughs> Can I use athletics to identify? Oh, boy. That's probably occultism, I guess. It's... I'm pretty sure I'll double check. Uh, you are trained in it, though? Uh, not in occultism. I am trained in occultism. Oh, my. 
It's probably not my turn, though. Are we internal mm. order yet? Yes, Archive of Death is unfortunately yeah, I was just gonna ask breaking down on me. If it crashed for anybody else. Uh, all right, I've got it here. It is It is indeed occultism, a jerks. Okay. Then I will never know what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, I'll say you've got lore seas, right? Lore ocean. Yeah. Uh, you, you can make a, a roll with that. Let's see, and is recall knowledge an action in this one, this game? Do not believe so. Okay. <laughs> then I'll just yeah, I'll just I'll see what I know about him. Ooh, twenty-three. Uh yeah, you you know of these uh, bottom feeding creatures called uh grindylos that do indeed form large kind of tribes or pods and have been known to steal onto beaches and take livestock or perhaps jump on a ship. And and try and cause some some chaos. Um, what would you like to know about them? Anything in particular? Um, I mean, I always hate asking for weaknesses because they're almost never. They're, it's it's just it's really pretty rare for people to be weak to things. But I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Um, are they? Do they have any weaknesses? <laughs> uh, not a single one. From okay. what I can tell here. Well then. Uh, I uh, step forward and I say, "Eat fire, idiot!" <laughs> oh no, their only weakness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, produce flame. Uh, only a twelve on the attack. A twelve against their armor class is going to be a mess as you are lighting up the railing where it was once standing. But perhaps, hopefully, warning the rest of your your folk here. Um, as they are spending some actions, getting on top of the deck, and we've got we've got more of them. Uh, oh no! Only about five more of them as they start their suction cup like uh, lower halves, um, almost moving snail like over the top of the surface with 100% assurity in their movements. Um, the rest are going to to run up to you guys, obviously. Put some actions. We've got, yeah, only three of them. That doesn't seem like nearly enough for our druid. And uh, let's say one attack going to, to everybody else. One to Cassius, one to Alaris, one to Honto. Full ship of other pirates, but they are obviously focusing on you all. Let me make some attack rolls for the rest of the party here. Boy, howdy. Can I roll anything higher than a 10? So they are coming at you with a bite attack and the highest I've rolled here, the highest I rolled was on Honto uh, was a 17. So that is a failure. Let's see if I've got any other hits. Rebecca Alaris is 18. Cassius, what is your, your armor class right now? 18. Oh boy. All right. So all misses. They're, they're trying to bite through your, your boot leather. Maybe, maybe just trying to bite through your scabbard. They are not the most intelligent of creatures. Uh, Cas- uh, no, Candoso, though, you've got three of them on you, and they're gonna they're gonna all try and, and bite as well. You don't have you don't have a ton of armor, right? What's your armor right now? I believe it is 17. 17. Oh boy, come on, let's go, Grandilos. Oh boy, uh, five, a one, and one of them gets lucky and is able to bite right through your like he's like biting at your Achilles tendon right now. A 14 on the dice, and let's do some damage. Bite damage. Yeah. 
it's a lot. It can be a lot with these little ankle biters. It is only three points of damage, though, for their... That's their entire turn. <laughs> three points of damage. Great. Alaris, we are on to you. You are surprised by these horrific little creatures. You can see these ones around you uh, fairly easily. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, Alaris is going to deftly uh, pull out her sword and try to take a swipe at one of these little octopus legs. <laughs> octagon no. legs. No, their only other weakness. <laughs> their legs. We're having taco tonight. <laughs> Ooh, that's a 24 in the attack. <sighs> the critical hit. Oh, nice. 15 on the dice. Awesome. Oh, boy. <laughs> so to roll the damage, I roll the damage again, right? That's That's what we've decided upon here, yeah. Okay, so five plus nine, okay. so 14. All right, let's see. These guys got to have a ton of hit points, right? Oh, it's not that much. It's not that much. Uh, oh, I might have confused things a little here, but uh, this one's dead. Oh, oh, my goodness. That was fast. Well done. Not taking nice. away that, that crit. I might have got their it, HP and their armor class mixed up for this first one, but the rest of them are a little tougher to hit. Well, I have two more actions. You do? So, oh, yeah, I'll I might. Pull, pulling out I do because sword. I have quick draw, which oh. means that I can t- attack and pull my weapon out in one motion. Oh, that's so, too, it's too OP. Yeah. Well, there's one on Cassius and one on Honto. Who, who do you think is going to need the help here? Huh. Well, I've oh, seen no. Honto crit twice in a row before, so... <laughs> There's also three on Candoso, but I, I imagine he's going to be able to take care of them, so... <laughs> um, I think that uh, with Honto closer to Candoso, Alaris will come and uh, help out Cassius. Can I can I get on the other side of it? Like, tumble through it or something? Uh, if you want to try, go... It, it will be a part of... Well, it'll be part of uh, of your movement here and an acrobatics skill check right. to to do so. Now, are you trying to get past it or through it square? Because those are a little different. Oh, what's the difference? This one's a little bit a little bit more difficult. I mean, I guess I could go around it, right? Like I don't have to go through it square, but yeah, I'd just go around it. If you, I wouldn't go through it square unless you. Had to. Yeah, I'll just go around it. Uh, so yeah, with uh, tumble through, it is part of an action. You stride up to your speed, and during the movement, move through the space of an enemy, and it is a acrobatics against their reflex DC. Alternatively, I could just walk around. Yeah. Y- yeah, it'll, it'll be kind of the same though if they have a threatened square. What what do you roll on your acrobatics? A twenty-three. We'll never know as you tumble right through its, its square, and uh, it is unable. If it does have an attack of opportunity, do you take one? Uh, make that last attack. All right, she's gonna pop up from her somersault and uh, try to stab it or slash at it. Mm. Uh, that's only a ten, though. Oh yeah, with that second attack, that is a miss, unfortunately. But you've got yourself in a a flanking position with Cassius, and it is your turn now, Tyler. Okay, let's raise the buckler for one action. Mm -hmm. And then let's just uh, pull out the short sword for a second and then stab for a third. And uh, we're flanking. Yeah, you got that going for you. Oh, I rolled a three. On on the dice or total? No, Uh, on on the dice. dice. So that's that's with 
with flanking though. Ah, thirteen, which is Ooh. still probably a miss. That's a miss. Sorry. Well, that's my turn. No, nothing else. I'm out of actions. Oh my. Oh no. The, the first time Patrick has overestimated the amount of actions that we have. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to give you guys full actions. Honto, we are on to you, Seth. Bottom of the turn order here, but number one in our hearts and minds. You've got a grindy. I don't. Front. I don't know about. I don't know about that. Uh, I use one action to draw my weapons. Oh wait. <laughs> uh, an Aruxi <laughs> is a born no, weapon. A, a monk. Living weapon. Well, actually, wait. No, Aruxi. No, they do have a natural weapon, don't they? That's mm. true. Uh, anyway, um, no, my punches are, are more deadly. Uh, I'll go ahead and I will use an action to enter Wolf Stamp Strike. That's basically like pulling out your your fighting acumen. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit. Good I mean, you know. But, I can hit okay otherwise, but uh, this this does a little bit more damage. Yeah, uh, go ahead and make your attacks. My flurry of blows. Ooh, yeah, it's been a while. Oh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. That's I actually rolled attack two first. Oh. Okay, so that's a seventeen and a sixteen. Respectively, oh, boy. for two attacks against the one directly to my east. Well, guess what? That's two hits. Two hits. Well, that yeah. would be ten damage and then four damage. Respectively. Uh, that is enough. Double check. I got it wrong the first time. Uh, that is just enough to down this guy. Hey. Okay. Cool. Wow. Two down. Uh, four to go. And uh, I will use my final action to approach uh, next to my friend Kendoso uh, oh. to help him with this mess of creatures that he has next to him. He does have a few. Kendoso, we're back to you at the top of the, the second full turn here. What would you like to do? Um, if I could scooch that one Grandilo out of the way. That, uh, Honto just stepped over. So I want to move. You, you moving, moving back behind Honto? Yeah, I'm taking a step back, and I am indeed gonna put my hands together and uh, unleash a coruscating wave of fire with a burning hands. I should say, hunk a hunk a burning hands. Leaving this square, moving out of this square though, will produce an attack of opportunity. It is a step. I'm just stepping. oh, oh, no stride in action. No, I'm not going to stride. So. Oh, you lucky dog. I'm, full. I'm taking a one action <laughs> to move one. No, I specifically used the stride action to move five feet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What hands. What are you casting? Burning hand. Oh, hey, you're going to you are going to burn the ship down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, DC 18 reflex slow. Reflex saving throw. Ooh, I'm I'm forgetting about additional rules here. Uh, 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 uh. uh. I, I'll I'll need an athletics check from you to make that move. It is not terribly difficult, but it could it could stop you. We'll we will go back and make a Laris and Honto. Once you guys make me one too, this could could affect how is, far you're able to move. Is this because the storm is so bad, or it's uh, yes. The the only thing we don't want is a critical fail because that will knock you down. So. Athletics. This basically, you're gonna have to move twice. It'll, it'll be like difficult terrain here, um, so that that's fine. Kendoso, fine. Honto. Yeah, everyone. Everyone that move has not gotten a critical fail. I think you've gotten failures from both Honto and Alaris, so only half movements. But uh, when, when you move, uh, we will need to to make these these guys seem. I only moved like ten feet anyway, so I think it works out. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, they seem to be just like. You know, suckered to the the hole here, so they they don't seem to have any difficulty in the storm themselves. Um, go ahead and make 
Oh, do I have to make reflex saving throws, Jabert? Yes. Okay, what is the DC on these? DC is 18. Believe it or not, these little buggers are very fast, so hopefully I can roll very good. Three ones. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's bad. It's real bad. It looks like three failures. Yes, it's three oh, failures. Yes. Oh, but no uh, no criticals there, huh? Double check. Uh, no, no criticals. Sorry. Okay. I would have to roll one to critical. That is almost max damage. That is mm-hmm. 11 points of damage to each. Uh, but fire damage? Fire damage. There's only full resistance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> These things are from the ocean and they're like baking alive in your, your fiery burst. Fire heals them. <laughs> uh, they obviously must kill you. You're, you're too powerful to be left alive. <laughs> and this one on top of Cassius and Alaris is going to go for Alaris. going to turn around and try and uh, we'll, we'll try a bite, and we'll see where we go from there. We might we might pull out the spear for this little guy. Okay, first attack. The bite is going to be a hit. Alaris. Double check. You are at AC 18. Yes, just a hit. Three points of damage as it's biting into you. It's, hmm. Actually, uh, the hmm. its next attack... Their little tentacles have agile finesse and the trip capability. Uh, let's let's make some some agile tentacle attacks for the second two. Natural twenty on the seconds. Uh, that's a critical hit. Wait, against who? Uh, you, Alaris. Uh. Oh, that's oh, that's a good deal more with this tentacle. Was so a, a sucker tentacle like wraps around your leg, and before you know it, there's like three or four tentacles right at the right at your your feet wrapping around you um you are we've grabbed in addition to nine points of damage here you got this little guy suckered onto you and oh the rest of them are definitely gonna try and kill Kando. so let's make some let's make some bite attacks first oh boy only one hit here Four, three points of damage. Can I roll higher than a two on a D6? Uh, let's try. They're going to try and um, get this tentacle grabbing you as well, Candoso, so you don't you don't move away again. This <laughs> will uh, this will be all their second attacks, which is just a plus three, but a nineteen, a sixteen on the dice. We've got a couple of more hits as they they grapple onto you uh, for nine damage from from tentacle attacks. Boy, howdy. These guys are finally <laughs> getting finally worth this whole combat <laughs> on turn two. Uh, that is all of their actions, though, because those guys had to move on to you. Alaris, we are on to you. You are grappled by a granulo. All right. Can I? But I can still use my sword, right? Yep. What does grappled mean? Just that I can't move? Actually, normally it is. These guys are so small. You can move with them. But they are, they're like adhered to you, like a barnacle on the side of the ship. They will move with you if you try and try and move. So it's like a little kid wrapped around your leg. Like I could technically move. You've got like a fanny pack on you right now that's trying to stab you in the stomach. Fun. All right. Uh, Yeah, she's going to uh, take her curved blade, which she has out, and try to slash at it. Not move. All right. Ooh, that's a 28. Critical hits. Awesome. For, for real, though. 
Oh no, and you roll max damage this, on the this first thing's dead. This thing is certain. Oh no! Oh, yes! it's, a, it's a cosmic crit! Wow. Max damage critical hit. Yeah, you bifurcate this thing, and now you have fresh calamari on your lap. <laughs> Fun. Gross. Okay. Uh, just dro- it just drops down in the shape of sashimi, like literally on the deck. Yeah, no, blue blood just kind of sprays out all over Cassius. <laughs> and he got two more actions, so. So Alaris is going to uh, walk over to one of the three that is on Candoso, uh, but I have to do an athletics check to move, yes? Uh, yes, the, you really don't want a critical fail here, but otherwise a failure, you, you'll still be able to make it, but it will be half your speed. Right, so that is that is actually, I believe, just a success. So, go ahead and make your third action. You're getting right right over to this one on Kendo. So, yep, second attack. Oh no, that's a that's a natural one. Womp womp. That is taketh away. Yeah, no, boy, save some of these good rolls for the rest of these gents. That is a failure, and that brings us. Desna can be fickle, but. Yeah, well, she's even-handed at the very least. Uh, Cassius, on to you. Cassius looks down at his fine clothes covered in blue, grindy little blood, and he'll curse under his breath. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to have to scrub for hours to get the blood off this. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's storming right now. It'll probably wash away. <laughs> no, this blood is notoriously difficult to get rid of. <laughs> I've heard it's tale. like maple syrup. Aye. It's just so sticky. Wealthy pirates use the blood to actually... Creepy. Oh. Grindy low fin soup? Yeah, grindy low fin soup. No, I was th- I was trying to think of the word for color, like a stain to actually make clothes. But I can't remember what that word is. Are you, are you referring to a dye? Yes! That's what I was trying to think okay. of. Okay. <laughs> That's what we roll here. And, uh, okay, well, I want to help out. Uh, what would be the best way? So I'm going to try to move. So I guess I should just roll that athletics right away. Mm-hmm. See if I can move. Uh, 13, mm-hmm. do I move? Success, yeah. Okay, so hmm. uh, I guess I'll keep it simple and just move next to Candoso. Just move a 10 feet to my right. Mm-hmm. And let's, that's one action. Uh, as a second action, let's try to feint this grindy low that is in front of me, uh, directly in front of me. Ooh, okay, so this is against uh, Reflex DC. Yes, and I get a bit of a bonus to this. Uh, but I rolled a three on the dice. So never oh, mind. No. That's a fail. I oh, don't think no. a 14 is going to be a critical fail, though. Uh, it is not. So, then we're going to try to stab it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm just rolling hot garbage, but I hope this is still a hit. 16? Uh, 16 is a hit. How much damage? Uh, only four. Only four. This thing already took <laughs> a scorching, burning hands to the face, so that is enough to drop this one dead. Oh, okay, good. And that is all your actions, bringing us back to Honto. We got a couple on you and your buddy Candoso here, reaching up, getting ready to stab with a spear. Tentacles are still wrapped around your your friend here. Quick poll. What do people think I'm going to do for my first action here, located next to two enemies? Hug him. Uh, use Fury of Blows to hit. Close. I'm going to use Flurry of Blows. Oh. <laughs> I said Fury. You did. Uh, but yeah. It should be is... called 
fury of blows. <laughs> that sounds also, so much more um, barbaric. First off, well, yeah, it sounds like uh, the name of like a, a 1970s um, kung fu movie, Fury of Blows. Yes, and then the parody spin-off, uh, Furry of Blows, which is a very different. <laughs> And then the XXX parody, <laughs> also just furry, furry blows. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, all right, new person on the show here. I was trying to figure out if it was okay for me to go that way. Yeah, I took it from you. I knew I, you, I could sniff it out. Seth was ready to jump in. I was like, I got to make the dumb joke first before, before <laughs> Seth does. Uh, go, go right ahead, Seth. Uh, these guys aren't looking too good. They're you got scorch marks uh, on underneath their. Um, well, I guess the fire is out now as the the rains have. Uh, you see, just singed grindy lows underneath the, the rain in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the interest of, of tactical decision making, I will go ahead and attack the one directly to myself first. So let's okay. let's let's do that one first. Boom! Striking it. Twelve. Ooh, on the on the on the attack roll. That's a fail. Okay. Oh, no. Ten on the attack roll. Oh no! Even worse. All right. I will make another. I will for my second attack. <laughs> my second action. I will make a third attack. Oh. Ah! Hey, that'll do. That's a hit. Sixteen. Does hey. seven damage finish it? Uh, yes. Oh yes, it's very. T- <laughs> All right. In that case, I will take for my third action a step to the south where the dead one is now located. Excellent. In order to provide optimal flanking opportunities. Oh, oh there's so this many poor dead grindy lows. <laughs> okay, that brings Literally us back right. to the start of the turn order. Candoso, there's one left who's looking around at his dead comrades and sees he's attached to the fireman. <laughs> he's not super stoked <laughs> about this. He's like... <laughs> right. Uh, I'd say he's pretty stoked, right? Like he stoked a fire? Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. All right. I'll give it to you, Rebecca. I'll yeah. give it to you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Was that's... Drew back there with like a cue card? <laughs> no, no. He went to bed, actually. So. Uh, okay. Okay. He can make I promise I didn't get help. <gasps> Why? What are you doing? I'm going to cast a spell. Will that provoke an attack? Yeah, it's it it's... It, manipulate is part of like the oh. somatic components. And so. Oh, a manipulation action. Oh, uh, I think you have to do a flat check or fail. Yeah. Technically, you have to do a flat check if you want to do like anything. But. Mm. And you're you're grabbed by this one still. Yeah, I'm oh, fl- no. That's a good flat check. Alright, let's see my attack of opportunity go. Yeah! I can roll a 19 too. 19 on the dice. Alright. Alright, he's coming at you. I haven't, I haven't tried their spear. He's just gonna try and dig the spear into your side as you're trying to, I imagine, obliterate him with magic. Is this one named Cleopatra? Because it's coming at you. Uh, Patrick, is the grindy low? Mm-hmm. Is the grindy low not considered in the grab, in the grab while it's latched onto him? Because if mm. they should I both be flat footed, so. so if they're both flat footed, I don't know if it would get. I think you might be thinking a. First edition rules. Yeah, they have the grab capability. I don't think that's gonna. Yeah, when you grapple somebody, they are grappled, not you. They're grabbed. I know. Well, I know, like how we grapple, and how sometimes like creatures that have 
the grab. Kind of like, for example, what I was thinking of actually was the dredgers. Like when they're attached, mm. then they can't really do much. And I was like, well, maybe this is this because Patrick said that they they move with us. I'm like, oh, maybe they can't do anything either. But this makes sense. They got a spear. I love my Starfinder dredgers. Uh, creepy bugs. I've made up so much, but grindy lids are so much better. Come on, half <laughs> shark goblin, <laughs> half octopus, uh, carry cool. spears. So awesome. What you got, Jupert? Oh, minimum damage. That is oh, absolute no. garbage. Oh, no. They, well, it it, it could critically fail, fail, right? Yeah. It did not critically fail. It, it succeeded. It takes half of one damage. <laughs> oh, it, it like closes its eyes as you're casting them and like opens them and it's like, I'm just like tickling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, we're, we're back to its turn. It is going to, after the, the tickling and the singeing, is going to let loose of you and quickly just take a couple of action strides and jump over the side of the ship. Just wee! And you hear a, a, a very light sploosh in the water underneath and oh, we are out of combat. Of course. Huzzah! This guy did not like his odds here at the end. <laughs> um, so speaking of being out of combat, so the individual who vanished was this Badger Medlar individual? Yeah, yeah, they, uh, that is what Alaris noticed. Yeah. She was there one moment and gone the next. Can I look over the edge of the ship and see if I can find them? I mean, like, I know combat took a moment, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, see if they managed to grab on the side of the ship or something. I don't know. I mean, you've drawn a crowd fighting these grindy lows over the, the last few moments, but you do see some people up in the rigging, including, you know, someone like looking out and there's been no sight of them in the water, but Dang. that would be near impossible with this level of storm. This is worse than the, the first storm that hit the 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 wormwood. Um, so yeah, as as you slay the last granulo and just are kind of looking out over the side of the ship here, we, we get a momentary pause in the the full fury of the storm as crackling electricity fills the air and a huge lightning strike lights up the ship as it lands maybe a hundred feet or so ahead and lights up the the darkened storm. You see it land and hit what looks like a a palm tree of some sort in looks like a massive body of land straight in the path of the man's promise. This large island just rearing up through the tumultuous waves here. You hear hard to port as Master Scourge shouts Mr. Plug on the top deck and he begins to whip the wheel to one side and a moment later the ship is riding a huge wave on top of a shallow reef and you hear a crunchy noise followed by the impossible to to mistake the splitting of timbers and shouting from the, the decks below and what happens to the newly minted crew of the man's promise that is a tale for another time uh, aka next time Next week on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Couldn't even couldn't even do, be a captain successfully for three days. Plug <laughs> is how many is, ships have uh, you lost, Cassius? And F- your backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but, I, but, but that was all, that was. I, I'm just saying, 
I didn't lie. I didn't just run into a random storm. I literally <laughs> sailed into a very specific one. <laughs> yeah, like That's a Category different. 5 hurricane. You're just like, yeah. I'm going to master it. Yeah. Um, That is going to do it for us this week. I'm very excited about where we get to go next time. What's happened to Badger Medlar? Maybe someone else on the ship will find out. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for playing with me. Thank, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone out there, thanks for being a Patreon supporter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. So try the life of a thief. Sample the life of the crook. Da 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 da. Working. Hi, time for us. 